Amen, amen, church. Amen, amen and amen. One day I'm going to just get to walk around heaven. Ain't that going to be amazing? No more hurts, no more pains, no more problems, no more bill collectors, no more credit scores. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. How y'all feel? I'm feeling good. Anybody feeling good? I'm feeling good this morning. Now, uh, uh, my favorite assistant pastor, uh, Reverend Dr. Paul Matthews, mentioned about us men getting together yesterday. Now, there's a few details that he happened to leave out. Uh, and I'm going to tell y'all right now. Well, one of the things that he left out was, uh, have y'all ever heard of a uh, uh, Hoover Dolly? I'm about to tell it. I'm about to tell it. Y'all ever heard of a Hoover Dolly? Uh, all right, now, if y'all... <laughs> you never heard of a Hoover Dolly. Let me inform you, just in case you're in a situation where you have to use one, all right? Now, this is, this is what happens. So the men get together. We get together every third Saturday. You know, we do men stuff. We, you know, we eat. We scratch ourselves. We, you know, we do what men do, right? So we just happen to uh, be renovating in the back back here. You know, we're going to turn it into a little beauty salon or something to raise money for the church. Uh, so we're back there tearing our walls and pulling the pews out and stuff. We're, getting, we're making it ready, right? All right, right. So uh, we get four pews out, and some people stop. About two or three cars stop and try to take our pews. Matter of fact, we, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, we went to go eat, and uh, while we was gone, somebody, was, somebody else stopped and was going to take the pews. Boy, had to run down here and keep them from taking our pews. So, so when we get back from eating, uh, 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 Dr., uh, my assistant pastor, <laughs> says, well, we need to move these pews off the road before somebody keeps trying to get our pews. So we say, okay, so we're all there. So we're like, okay, we just all pick this up. But he said, no, 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 we got this Hoover vacuum cleaner over here. <laughs> we got this Hoover vacuum over here. We're going to let it do the work. And we kind of, everybody kind of looking, Hoover vacuum? How are we going to move some pews with a Hoover vacuum? He said, no, don't worry about it. He said, y'all lift up this side. I'm going to stick the Hoover vacuum under there. Y'all lower it on the vacuum. Go pick the other side, and I'm going to pull the vacuum, and we're going to get it, right? Now, that, that vacuum uh, was missing in action after the third or fourth. It didn't make it, <laughs> to say the least. The vacuum, it did not make it, but it died an honorable death. <laughs> so that's my story about the Hoover vacuum, darling. So if you ever don't have a dolly but have an old broken Hoover vacuum, it will it will lift about 65 to 75 pounds on one end. Just just so you know, <laughs> we did it. It's the truth. <laughs> so that's the Hoover dolly. Uh, a good bit of news. <laughs> uh, 68bc.org is up. So, uh, tell your friends you can go there. Our website is up. It's 68bc.org. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. We can kind of, we, it, 6 8, the number 6, the number 8, bc.org. Like 6 8 Baptist Church, 6 8 bc.org. O R G. Not.com. If you go there, that's some Chinese people. 
So it's six abc dot org. It is. I don't know. I think they're selling food or something. Like but six abc dot org. Now I'm not gonna keep y'all long. I know we're enjoying ourselves, but uh, one of my favorite things to do is to pray. Uh, so I'm gonna give y'all some homework. Well, uh, I say homework, some quick work. We're gonna pray. Anybody that knows, ever ever heard me preach a sermon? We always end with what? I believe that the prayer is, to me, is, is almost more important than the preacher. Uh, God gives the, the man of God a message to give to the congregation, but it says the prayers of a righteous man avail much. We get together and pray, uh, and God starts making things happen. So I want you guys to do, we're going to do something a little bit different this time when we pray. I want you to get one thing specifically you want God to touch you with. Amen. Then I want you to do something unselfish. Uh, uh, when assistant pastor was talking, uh, I, th I thought about this. I want you to think of somebody else that you want God to do something with. It could be a saved person. It could be an unsaved person. It could be a member of the church. It could not be a member of the church. So I want you to think of something specifically, like you can put the nail on that you want God to touch. Uh, and I want you to think of one person. Uh, and that includes us as, as ministers. Uh, we're going to think of some specific we want God to pray for. Assistant uh, pastor named one thing uh, uh, for itself already. And one thing specifically with somebody else you want prayer for. Uh, and then we're going to pray uh, at the end of service. We're going to get up uh, again. And we're going to pray specifically believing and expecting God to make those things happen. Amen. Amen. When we believe with a spirit of expectancy, things happen. You know, it's a difference between praying. I didn't understand for a long time praying in the spirit. Let me get into the message here. Praying in the spirit. People say pray, and the Bible talks about praying in the spirit. I didn't, under, I didn't know the difference for a long time. I would pray and pray and pray. I'm like, God, oh, why is anything manifesting? Pray in the spirit. It's a different level of prayer. It's when you believe, expecting it to happen. Amen. Amen. You can pray till you're blue in the face, but if you don't expect it to happen, it ain't. Because God knows your heart. God don't listen to your words unless your heart matches what your words are saying. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray with a spirit of expectancy. So this is the message for y'all that are taking notes. Uh, uh, the message uh, is don't stress when you roll with the best. Amen. Amen. Don't stress. Matter of fact, we can repeat it after me. Don't stress. When you roll with the best. When you roll with the best. All right. Don't stress when you roll with the best. I got some things. Actually, uh, uh, I printed out this um, last night because it was some, I was just reading some amazing stuff. God always gives you what you need when you need it. Amen. And, uh, uh, and I was praying, 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 what we're going to talk about, what we're going to discuss today. And he, was, uh, he sent me the message, and then he sent me to this website, 27 Amazing Miracles That Happened in Real Life. And I got mine, and anybody else that want one, they can uh, uh, get it after service. Or, uh, here, I'll leave a couple here. Amazing stories. Amazing, amazing stories. 27 amazing miracles that happen in real life. Don't stress when you roll with the best. Now, this one's coming from a Ladona S. George, uh, Iowa. Uh, our son fell. Now, this is, this is a story about her son. These are real accounts of people talking about uh, the miracles that happened in their lives. This isn't uh, something that is made up. These are real people giving their accounts. I'm sure we all have some amazing accounts. But our son fell. This is LaDonna George in Iowa speaking. Our son fell 40 feet 
off his barn roof on a cement that didn't break any bones. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to, to imagine that for those with children and those with, without children, I want you to imagine uh, that, and I, and I would just have to picture it being, I, uh, uh, I want to get married and have a daughter. Everybody has that daddy little girl, you spoil rotten. Uh, uh, and when you don't have some, you borrow other people. So I, I normally borrow my friends, uh, children, which is great, because then I can give them back when they get annoying. But just imagine, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, imagine. Just You can close your eyes and just imagine your child is on top of a ceiling, on top of a house, on top of a barn, surrounded by concrete, and they fall 40 feet. What is that, about three and a half stories? They fall three and a half stories to concrete. Now, what would be going through your mind at this point? The only thing I'd probably be going through my mind is God help him. God help him. Please, God. That's probably what I'd be thinking. Please, God. Please, God. They hit the ground. Don't break a bone. Amen? Amen. All right. Don't have to stress when you roll with the best. Another real-life story. Like I said, I'm not, we're going to go over a few of these, and then we're going to pray. I'm not going to keep you long. I just want to show you how amazing the God is that we worship. Like, we come here. This is more than a Sunday ritual. Don't make, don't make church a ritual uh, or routine. Uh, make it a worship. Amen? Uh, don't come like, I got to come to church. Be like, man, I get, I get to come to church. Amen? We worship an amazing God. Don't stress when you roll with the best. My husband getting out of the Pentagon on 9-11, Patty G, uh, Fort Bliss, Texas. My husband getting out of the Pentagon on 9-11. Now, some of us might think that's small, but I know that if I had a loved one in the uh, Twin Towers on the Pentagon and you're watching planes hit them, amen? Come on now, somebody. If you're watching planes hit a building with your husband, a wife, a daughter, a child, just, just think about matching that for a second. It takes a level of faith because you have to realize her husband made it out, but somebody else's husband didn't. Amen. Her husband made it out, somebody else's husband didn't. Don't stress when you roll with the best. That's the difference between having a real God and not having a real God. Uh, I did a poem in the city of Richmond, and, uh, and I try never to offend anybody, but in the poem it says that. Uh, basically, I have faith in Christ because there's no power in the name of Buddha, or Allah, Hafiz and Rumi, Zeus, Isis, Dionysus, the, the God I believe in gets people out of the Pentagon on 9-11. The God I believe in has people fall 40 feet and not break a bone. Losing my wife, and this comes from Jack K, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Losing my wife in business and surviving bankruptcy all at once. Now, that, that's enough to drive anybody crazy. Losing my wife and losing my business. As a businessman, I know how hard it gets. They say the two most stressful jobs is a preacher and a businessman. So I guess I ought to be double stressed every day. <laughs> You know, and one reason is because with the business, you have to worry about not only all your home bills, you got to worry about a whole other set of bills with your business. So I have two lights, two rents, 
then I have to worry about how we're going to make money and how we're going to grow the business. Or if we're having a hard month, now I have two rents that might get behind, or two lights, two phone bills, two sets of internets, two sets of taxes, two sets of phone bills. Well, three sets because I take care of my mama phone. So you, you, it can be extremely stressful. And then as a preacher, we're not supposed, we're supposed to walk on water. Well, assistant pastor wasn't supposed to get mad when those people uh, uh, berated that girl. He was just supposed to float across the room to him and say, you're not supposed to do that. In a very calm and soothing voice, right? That's what he's just supposed to, they, he's supposed to see that then just float across the room and then just tell them, no, don't do that. And then everybody's gonna hold hands and sing kumbaya. They think that as ministers and preachers that we have no emotions. That we are just on such a level with God. And trust me, that's a level that we all want to be on. Amen. Amen. That's, a, that's a level that we all should ascend to, try to ascend to. But we're still on that journey. But people look at us as if we are absolutely perfect. And that we're not allowed to, to have a want, a need, or uh, want a nice call. Want because we're on a whole different level. So that's, that's, a, that's a lot of stress. You ever had somebody expect some of you that you just couldn't perform? Well, uh, so losing my wife and business. So this guy lost his wife and business, and surviving bankruptcy all at once without dying of stress. That was his testimony. Jack K., Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. During a serious kidney stone, I'm going to read one, then we're going to get into the scripture. During a, seri- during a seri- serious excuse me, kidney stone attack at age 37, I went into a coma. During a serious kidney stone attack at age 37, I went into a coma and saw a light at the end of a tunnel. I regained consciousness and lived. I am now 88 years old. Euphemia or Acadia, California. It's a female, it's a woman. During a serious kidney stone attack at age 37, I went into a coma and saw a light at the end of a tunnel. I regained consciousness and lived. I am now 88 years old. That touches, that touches me right there. That touches me right there. For everyone that ever had an ache and pain and, and for Sister Board and for everyone that we have that are in the hospital, uh, that is amazing. Well, we're going to pray, and then we're going to get into the scripture. We're going to get into uh, some Moses and uh, continue with why not to stress when riding with the best. Let's bow our heads. Lord God, we just want to thank you today, Lord God, for just being such an amazing God. We realize that things may be limited for us, but they are unlimited for you, Lord God. We realize you are just as real today as you was yesterday, a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, Lord God. We realize the world is in your hands. We don't have to worry about the end of the world, Lord God, because if it was to come, we realize whose hands we would be in. Lord, anoint this service, Lord God, everyone that came here, Lord God. Let us expect something amazing today, Lord God. Let us desire to see and feel something that we hadn't felt, Lord God. Let us reach a plateau, Lord God, a climax that has not been reached in our faith today, Lord God. As we meditate on the thing that we want you to answer today, Lord God, and begin changing in our lives, and as we use our selflessness that you gave us in grace to think about a need of someone else, Lord God, and pray for for it, Lord God. We just want to say thank you in advance, Lord God, because we're expecting you to show up and show out today. In your precious son Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to get to 
Now, if you have you have your Bibles, you don't have to turn to your Bible, but if you do have your Bibles, let's go to Exodus 15, excuse me, 14 and 24. If you do have, if you don't, you don't have to, to jump. I'm going to read it to you. We're going to just believe in faith that one day we're going to have one of the big jumbotrons on the big TVs up that just announces it. I had the scriptures up. Amen. You ever seen that on some of them churches? They had them. We just going to, we're going to believe for that. See, God is constantly working. God is constantly working. A couple months ago, we didn't have a, uh, the inside of our church wasn't painted. Now it's, now it's gleaming white. I feel like I need some shades in here. You know, two days ago, we didn't have our uh, uh, room. Uh, we didn't have started on that project. We started on the planner, but not on the demolition. Now that's done. God is constantly moving all the time. Uh, Exodus uh, 15, 13, I'm going to read it to you. Then you can sit down. I'm going to go back and we're going to dissect what we read. Keeping in the topic of we don't have to stress when we roll with the best. Uh, and it came to pass that in the morning watch. The Lord looked up unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they drave them heavily. So that 1424. I'm sorry. Exodus 1424. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I did say 15, but it's 14. I'm sorry. Exodus 1424. All right, you can say amen if you got it. All right. All right. Uh, and it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to, this, this is exciting to me, and I want to walk. I have to kind of make myself stay here because we're recording, uh, so I can't get too far away from the microphone. But I just want you to imagine uh, this for a second. The forces that the Egyptians have and what the Israelites don't have. Right here, the Israelites are fleeing uh, and we know the story. The Israelites are fleeing from the Egyptians. They let them go, but now they they want to get them. Amen. But we also need to know the history of the Israelites. Someone ever came to your house and just stayed too long? Anybody? Anybody just came to your house and stayed too long? They could have came for a visit. And at the beginning of the visit, you happy to see them. They got there at 3 o'clock. You was like, man, somebody laughing in the back. They thinking of something right now. At 3 o'clock, you was happy to see them. He was like, oh, such and such. Oh, good to see you. Um, let's catch up. At 3.45, you like... Ooh, boy, uh, it's uh, mm. I gotta get up for work in the morning. Uh, you know, I got <laughs> I got to go. Or you had somebody come stay, an unexpected visit, and the first day, uh, first two days, you might have been, you know, oh man, we gonna really catch up. We gonna uh, get it in. You know, we gonna spend some good amount of time. Uh, uh, but then after a while, I, I give you an example. I had a friend. Uh, I ain't gonna say her name. She's a good friend of mine, but she comes. She likes to come to my office while I'm working. Yeah. Now you never want to be rude to your friends. Yeah. You never want to be rude to your friends. You ever just had somebody come hang out at your yeah. office? 
Now, you, you're at work. Uh, somebody come to your job and hang out. Uh, I know Michelle can attest to this. I go to her job and hang out. But uh, <laughs> she probably wanted me to go a couple times. But <laughs> so she comes up to the job and she just hangs out. I mean, and it's fine, but the problem is she starts talking to the customers. <laughs> she starts talking to the customers. Now, and I mean, she's talking, she's not talking to the customers kind of like, you're not yet somebody's job, somebody, hey, how you doing? But you're playing the background. You realize, you know, you realize I'm not here to really interact with y'all. I'm just here to kind of stop in. I was in the area, say hi. Well, this isn't her. The customers come in, and I'm, I might be taking money or, or, or telling the client, yeah, we have uh, these services that we can offer, and da, 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 da. And then right when I'm about to close the deal, and he's like, yeah, 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 I like that. And I'm like, all right, well, I just need you to sign here. She's sitting over in the back, and she might be like, anybody hungry? Let's go to lunch. <laughs> and, and the guy might be like, yeah, I am kind of hungry. Let's go eat, and we'll come back to this. I'm like, uh-uh, look at this. <laughs> Look at this. I'm trying to make some money. She, she kicking it. You know, so you just kind of wear out your welcome. Now, that's what happened to the Israelites. That's what happened to the Israelites. Joseph had invited them there. They was having a famine. They were starving. They, and at this time, Joseph was the man. Joseph was like, he wasn't Barack Obama. He would have been more like Joe Biden. But Joe Biden's still a man. So Joseph, Joseph was like Joe Biden. He was the number two man in charge of the money, the food. Uh, Y'all remember Joseph, they sold him. Then he began to be a slave, he interpreted the dreams, he, he got into some power. So, so Joseph is Hebrew, but he ended up running things in Egypt. So what happens is, you know, there's a famine, and he invites all his people. Like, Joseph did it big boy style. Like, you ever seen them people that get a little money? They can't keep no money because they're trying to show off. This person got a little money, now they're taking everybody out to eat. They going, and they get... And that's what Joseph did. Joseph said, okay, I'm not going to get my mom and daddy. And, and he invited every, like, 50,000 people. He got... He just, just did it big. So what happened is, them people got there and had all that food, and they just ain't leave. Not only did they not leave, they had kids and their kids stayed. Then their kids had kids and their kids stayed. So after a while, you got, you know, went from like 50,000 to a half a million people eating off you. So the Egyptians at that point, different ruler, different, you know, a couple decades unpassed, he said, well, we're going to make y'all slaves. Y'all been here, y'all been eating off us, y'all been hanging and, and kicking, and y'all just never went home. Y'all was a house guest that I wager welcome. So he enslaved them. And that's why God had to free them. So at this point, uh, they have finally been free. Uh, and they are running from uh, the Egyptians. Amen? Now, the, the thing that makes this so significant when you read this, a lot of times what I like to do, I like to get those Bibles that tell you the history and the breakdown of, of what's going on. So you're not just getting the scripture, you're getting like the historical account of the actual events. Uh, and the Israelites had nothing. Nothing. Now, the people gave them some of their trinkets and stuff, but as far as war, they had no, no chariots, they had no horses, they had no knives, they had no swords. So these are just a bunch of vagabonds. Amen? And the Egyptians are coming after them with chariots and horses to kill them. But you don't have to stress when you ride with the best. Uh, and, and it says, And it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through a pillar of fire and of the cloud. And troubled the host of Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels and they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians thus said, let us flee from the face of Israel. Now, why would, why would you have horses, chariots, knives, and armies and flee from a bunch of vagabonds? 
because those vagabonds had the Lord. Amen. 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 When you have the, uh, the Lord with you, even if there's an army coming against you, and brother said he wanted to pray for uh, his boss and his job, when you have God on your side, God changes the hearts of your boss. And he manipulates the situations on the job. And he changes that son or daughter that don't want to listen hard or that cousin that doesn't want to listen hard. He begins to manipulate the circumstances around your environment uh, so that you change. I had the opportunity to meet with, uh, they opened up a new state representative seat. Uh, and I got a chance to meet with one of the candidates, and I'm meeting with the other candidate. And uh, uh, the candidate I got a chance to meet with, he said how uh, black people are lazy and how he, they didn't really want, uh, uh, he wants to cut unemployment and stuff like that. And that's his way of getting things kind of, his opinion of getting uh, things back rolling. And it was a uh, black candidate. Uh, and he was saying that basically penalize them until people do something. And I said, that's, I said, I have to disagree with you. I don't believe that's the best way to try to make somebody do something. What you have to do is you have to make the environment around them better. All right. uh, and then they will do better. Amen? You can't have a slave and say, why didn't this slave have a bank account and a visa? Because he's a slave. If you allow him not to be a slave anymore, he might get something. You can't penalize him for being a slave when you're his captor. Amen? But we're going we to get off of that because I got into a, uh, I was kind of like a uh, uh, assistant pastor. I got heated. Uh, uh, we didn't exchange any words, anything like that, but uh, it, it was a lunch he won't for, forget. <laughs> I guarantee you that much. And he won't be getting my vote. Uh, but uh, you have to change the environment. Psalms 24, 124. Uh, and I'm going to read a couple more of these, uh, one more scripture and a couple more of these amazing miracles. And then we're going to get to the prayer, which is, which is really where I like to uh, press through to see God's face. Uh, Psalms. 123, excuse me, 124. I'm, all, I'm one behind and one ahead. It's so like, <laughs> 124. And what's the title of our message today? That's right. I heard three or four different versions, but that's, that's all, all of them are right. <laughs> all right, when you have it, say amen. Amen. All right, 124, uh, and we'll start at verse 2. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us. Now, he's going to give you an account of if it had not been, if God was not there, then they had swallowed us up quick. They would have got us. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. They would have engulfed us. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who had not given us, given us as a prey to their teeth. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to read a couple of these, these more of these stories. I just want to get uh, a couple of things. The message that I really, really want to drive home is faith this morning. And that's, that's kind of, you don't have to stress. I was going to, I didn't know whether the title, title it, uh, you don't have to stress when you roll with the best or you don't have to stress a thing when you ride with the king. 
I, I went to a couple different, uh, what I like to think is catchy topics and catchy titles. Uh, but the point, regardless how catchy it is, it's the same. When you believe that there's a God and expect him to do what a God does, you don't have to worry. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to read two more of these. And hopefully, does everybody have the thing that they want God to heal, uh, touching their own life, and, and the thing that they want God to move for? Uh, and someone else, does everybody have that? Because we're about to uh, pray momentarily. Uh, amen. And I want you to, once again, I can't drive home enough. This is a message about growth today. We want to grow our faith. Amen. This is a message about growth. We don't have to stress when we're relying on uh, the best. Now, this is a miracle. Now, this, some may not think this is a miracle. I highlighted it uh, as a miracle. Um, and it is the births of my children and grandchildren. <clears throat> Mary Lou M. Ottawa, Tennessee. <clears throat> she highlighted that as a miracle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's just some 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 amazing things here, and I would just I would definitely uh, suggest picking up and just kind of reading through because I'm skipping over some. Uh, highlighted another one. Our son died, and this comes from Peggy H. Boone, North Carolina. Our son died of a brain tumor at 17. On the second anniversary of his death, as I was driving to work, a double rainbow appeared in the clear sky, one end on the road in front of us, and the other end at the cemetery where he was buried. Wow. Did y'all catch that? So Peggy H. Boone, North Carolina, as she's driving, now her... Uh, uh, I heard that the, uh, and this is something my mother told me, one of the most painful things that someone could probably experience is the loss of a child uh, or the loss of a, a parent. That, that bond is strong between the child and uh, their parent and that child. And uh, she's saying her 17-year-old died, but on the anniversary, second anniversary of his death, she's driving, of course, uh, she's going to remember forever the day he died. For you know, 50 years from now, but on the, his death, God sends her, I guess, a comfort to let him know that it's all right. So you see a, a rainbow on the road ahead, and it's going to the cemetery uh, where he was buried. The, the likelihood of that is one in a trezillion. But God is, does it because He wanted to send her comfort. Amen. And we'll read one more because I really want to get to. Okay, we'll we'll read two more, then we can get to pray. Uh, this comes from Larry W. Pahokee in Florida. I was saved in a fire by the vision of my first grade teacher telling me how to survive. I was saved in a fire by the vision of my first grade teacher telling me how to survive. Which is funny, you're in a fire. You might be 45 years old and you're in a fire. And he has a vision of his first grade teacher probably telling him something like, stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. <laughs> And that's something. That vision saved his life. You know, sometimes in crisis situations, you ever know exactly what you're supposed to do, but in, the, in that moment, you don't do it? You know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but for some reason, in, that, in the moment it happens, you're so caught up or excited or scared or whatever, you forget to do it. So God sent him a vision of his first grade teacher telling him something like, stop, drop, and roll, boy, uh, and it saved his life. And this is the last one, so prepare yourself to come. Uh, surviving two cancers for almost 10 years. Connie R., Denver, North Carolina. 
surviving two cancers, not one cancer. Some people die from just one cancer. Some people die from the signs of cancer. It hadn't even turned into a cancer. And she's had two full-blown cancers, kind of all, Denver, North Carolina, uh, and she survived them both. Amen. Let's pray because we want, uh, uh, before we come in, definitely pick some of these up. Uh, God is in the miracle-working business, people. Uh, God is in the miracle-working business. When I was preparing this message, I said, we're going to have a shouting message this Sunday. And uh, the Lord said, no, nah, we're going to have a growing message. Amen. So let's, we're going to pray. Then I want you to come up and keep those two things on your mind, uh, the ministers and I. Uh, we're going to go around and we're going to pray for y'all. And then we're going to do something different. We're going to let y'all pray for us. Amen. A pastor told me that he was pastoring so long that it's feeling like his cup just kept getting poured out and poured out and poured out and poured out and never poured back into. And uh, so we're going to pray for y'all. Uh, and then we're going to let y'all pray for us. We're going to let y'all pull back in our cups. Amen. Amen. So bow your heads and then after we pray, just come on forward. Lord God, we thank you for your words and your message, Lord God. We realize that there's something that you want us to get out of the words that you have given. We want you to be with us in this time of prayer, Lord God. Help us have a heart of expectancy, Lord God. The key to our words is our heart, Lord God. Your son said that it's the things of the heart that defileth men, Lord God. So we ask you to clean our hearts, giving us a clean heart, Lord God. So that way we can stand before you, Lord God, with this expectancy, Lord God. Any sin that, that we have committed as a body or as individual, Lord God, I ask you to bring it to us and let's silently repent right now. That way that's not on our minds, Lord, as we're praying, thinking about something that we wouldn't have done or thinking about doing, Lord God. Give us strength to turn away from those things, Lord. Ask you to just give us a fire inside of us right now, Lord God, for you like never before. Lord God, let it burn. Be like fire shut up in our bones, Lord God. Let it burn us like a searing iron, Lord God. And let us have that expectancy, not just believing, but knowing that you hear us and that you're going to do what we have asked because we have been faithful to speak them unto you. Giving you glory in your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's move quickly. Um, and let's move quickly. Uh, as they say on Lean On Me, expeditiously. Let's move, let's move expeditiously. I like lean on me. I need to go TiVo that. Uh, and have that thing on your mind. So what are we going to have on our minds? What's the first thing we're going to have on our minds? The, the, the prayer for ourselves. We want The thing that we want God to uh, do immediately in our lives uh, sometimes we can get so focused on others, we forget about ourselves. And sometimes we can get so focused on ourselves, we forget about others. Uh, so we want to uh, have something in our hearts that we want God to touch. Uh, and then something uh, within someone uh, you want God to do something for and touch. I keep uh, playing that. That is good. And if the ministers will help me to, to uh, come pray. So as we come up. Just uh, you can tell us what you want us to pray for or pray with you uh, for. Uh, and then we'll pray together on those things with you. Amen.